time for you and your money with Weiss, Hale, and Zahansky, Strategic Wealth Advisors. We've got a full show today. All the advisors from the firm join us. We're joined by Jim Zahansky, Principal Managing Partner and Chief Goal Strategist. Lawrence Hale, Principal Managing Partner and Chief Investment Officer. Liesl Cording, Senior Vice President and Financial Advisor. And welcome aboard to Michael Baum, who recently joined the firm as Vice President, Associate Financial Advisor. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for joining me today. Time to give a little market overview. Well, actually, let me start with with Lawrence on that. And uh, just tell me uh, where the market has gone, because it's certainly been in the news a lot in the last couple of weeks. Start with a headline I read this morning, which is pretty appropriate of, of where we are in the economy, which is the U.S. economy careens between glee and doom with each data release. And I think that's you know a, a good summary of where we are in that there's a lot of data that's supporting uh, continued strength in the economy, such as jobs, but there are a lot of concerns and risks out there, such as high inflation, rising interest rates, obviously supply chain issues and uh, continued uh, weakness in, in certain sectors. So we're, we're definitely looking at uh, a, a continued variability and, and volatility in the markets in the near term. but. We are long-term investors and, and very optimistic long-term. To give you some read on the numbers, when we look out over the past uh, few months, year to date, the Standard & Poor's 500 index is down 19.58%. Uh, the international markets, uh, based upon the MSCI EFA index, the Europe-Asia Far East index, is down about 20.55, so about parity for the U.S., uh, bonds still having a tough year. They're down year to date around 9.8%. We've seen a little bit of strength in bonds as rates have retreated a little. Um, and we'll see what the Fed does later this month. But uh, uh, expect to keep your seatbelts buckled in the short term, but optimistic long term. And Lawrence, gas prices were spiking close to $5 a gallon around here a few weeks ago. There are some stations in town now that are down to 409. That's high based on a couple of months ago, but it's low based on what we've seen over the last month. What do you see as the impact on the market of the lowering gas prices? When you look at yesterday's print on uh, June's inflation numbers, which was quite high, 9.1%, uh, there was a little bit of optimism in there in that core inflation, things like gas and food, uh, has actually moderated a bit, and that's also a lagging indicator. So that's looking backwards as opposed to looking forward. So we may start to see inflation moderate a bit, uh, which is an, a, a positive sign. It, it shows that some of the Fed's actions are, are taking hold, uh, but that's gonna be a, a, a difficult uh, thing as we see what continued effects we have from fuel issues and natural gas in, in Europe based on the Russia-Ukraine crisis. And the, the positive thing is there's continued growth in U.S. Uh, supply, which is uh, something that does take time to, to ramp up and, and that we may start seeing that even more so uh, in the near term. All right, Lawrence, thanks for that update. Good stuff. So what's new with the firm these days, Jim? Seems like there's been a lot happening. It seems like your firm and client base are growing. Yeah, well, uh, we've had we've had a lot of success, and to, and to Lawrence's point in the marketplaces, we've spent a tremendous amount of time this year with our clients, coaching them through and navigating through these difficult market times. But nonetheless, it's still an exciting time in the marketplace. Um, you know, we're wealth managers at heart, spending a lot of time planning with our clients, doing strategic financial plans. 
these new technologies that our industry is, uh, you know, is using are evolving quickly. And it's, uh, it's keeping interesting, it keep making it interesting. But ultimately, the most important asset uh, is our people. And so a few years ago, we did this show introducing Liza Cording about three and a half years ago. And uh, you know, earlier this year, she was promoted to senior vice president uh, and, and financial advisor. And so you know, we've made making a number of investments in the firm so that we can deliver the best wealth management experience possible to our clients. Um, Mike, and he'll tell you about himself in a minute, is, is a great a great member of our team. It's nice to have him. Um, he brings he's got a lot of experience in the industry, particularly in financial planning. And we're just so happy to have him on our advisory team. And we think it strengthens it and prepares us well for the future. Well, Mike, welcome aboard, and uh, tell us a bit about yourself and your background. Thanks, Wayne. Yeah, I'm really happy to be here today. Um, I'm a financial uh, certified financial planner and a retirement income certified professional, uh, which is a designation um, tailored to expertise in retirement planning and strategies for turning you know your retirement savings into income in retirement. So um, beyond that, I've got a really broad experience in financial planning overall. And I've been in the financial services industry for almost 15 years. Um, I'm really excited to bring that experience to work with the team at Weiss, Hale & Zahansky, where I can help clients around the country as well as right here in the North, Northeast Connecticut where I grew up. So you're a local guy. What brought you back to join the team at Weiss, Hale & Zahansky? Yeah, I am local. I, I grew up in Brooklyn primarily. Uh, I went to Woodstock Academy and earned a degree at UConn in business management and entrepreneurship. Um, I moved to Boston after graduating where I lived and worked for many years. Um, most recently, I worked as an advanced planning consultant at Commonwealth Financial Network, which is the country's uh, largest privately owned independent registered investment advisor and broker dealer. Um, so in that role, I was a resource for financial advisors all over the country on a wide variety of financial planning strategies. Um, so, you know, they would call into my team and I would help them develop strategies for you know their clients um so what i was really missing in that work was the part of the job that i find most rewarding being able to actually see the results of of my work and and my knowledge being put to work for those clients so when this opportunity opened up it was really a perfect fit um, it lets me work directly with clients as part of a top-notch team and my wife chelsea and i wanted to move back to this area to raise our family so just really really happy to be here when Liesl, let's get back to you. Good to see you again. You've been growing your career with WHZ. You were named Senior Vice President back in March. Tell me about that. That's exactly right, Wayne. And uh, it's really been wonderful to grow along with this firm. Um, and it's really exciting to see how we're adding value to our clients that need financial planning and investment management. Um, and I, I've been really happy to see all of the growth in our firm and to watch our team evolve so that we can continue to deliver that uh, best wealth management experience. It's also great to have uh, Mike on board on the team as well. And I've really enjoyed working with him over the last couple of months. And we actually went to the same high school as well. So it's, it's been a really great uh, chance for us to work together now on a professional team. And you're expanding your knowledge horizons as well. What's your new certification? That's exactly right. So I'm uh, studying right now to become a certified divorce financial analyst, and that'll uh, complement my um, existing designation, the certified financial planner. Um, and divorce, obviously, is not the most exciting topic to talk about 
Um, but in terms of financial planning, it's very important to know how to navigate all the ins and outs of a uh, divorce. And so I'm hoping to have that certification by the fall. And uh, that'll really help uh, us be able to offer that level of expertise to clients that are going through that and need guidance on how their divorce proceedings uh, will impact their finances, both now and, and in the future. That's impressive information, Liza. I can see how that would be a real benefit for clients. Lawrence and Jim must be great to be able to add this level of talent to your team and client base. It really has been, Wayne, and and we've been very careful to evolve the right way. Uh, You know, as as companies grow, it can be easy to lose the personal connections and tailored approach that fueled the growth in the first place. And things uh, can begin to be focused more on quantity than quality. And that's exactly the opposite of our mission and our vision at WHC. So we've been very deliberate in making sure every choice we will ultimately align with our goal to provide the best best wealth management experience for every client every time. Uh, Jim and I have taken that approach uh, as we work together to evolve every aspect of the firm all along the way. Uh, For me, from the technology and investment infrastructure aspect, for Jim, from client services, financial planning, and human resources aspect. And the result that we're uh, growing along the way uh, with our clients instead of just because of them. And that's something we're really proud to say. And Jim, you want to chime in with your thoughts about uh, what's been going on, including Liesl's new titles? Yeah, I mean, uh, there's obviously been a really positive uh, change and growth in the firm over the last few years. And as Lawrence said, growing with clients, um, delivering the best wealth management experience is something you hear about talk, us talk about often, and that incorporates the idea of delivering value to clients. If we don't deliver value, then we aren't going to grow with our clients. And so um, while this is sort of a lot to keep up with, we, you know, we really believe that our full team, beyond just the advisors who are on the radio this morning, are, are really what helps deliver that value. Um, and we've welcomed some additional talent uh, in addition to Mike over the last few years. Um, Kate Pitts is our first director of client experience. She joined us in, in 2021. And just recently, we added a new member to the team, Will Armstead. Um, he's our new director of administrative services. So he sort of runs the advisors' lives, but also um, our offices and technology uh, and administratively on the HR side. He brings more than 20 years of administrative experience to the team. Um, we're really thrilled to have them. But but again, I think the, the symbolic point of these team members being added and the talents they're bringing is all to deliver value for our clients at every turn in the client experience. So it sounds like you're expanding your capabilities, but kind of keeping the individual focus. Yeah, and that's really important to Lawrence and I, and obviously to Liesl and Mike as well, who are working with clients, because um, when you're thinking about the different set of strengths that we all sets of strengths that we all have, um, th- we, we sort of pull those strengths together to make an advisory team. And we also leverage the strengths of our full team, which is now about uh, 14 people. Um, and so, you know, whether you're in financial planning, advisory, client experience, administration, or client services, we're sort of po- pooling those resources and capabilities. Uh, to ensure that we're successful for our clients. So how does it work? Do you each have a particular type of client or specific area of expertise that you focus on? 
Well, we all have pretty broad knowledge um, and work together to serve the clients. But yeah, I mean, there are some areas of interest that each of us have and particular strengths. Um, I have uh, sort of naturally tended to work with uh, the business owner crowd and nonprofits where we plan out business growth and succession strategies. Um, Lawrence has deep expertise in financial planning for estates and nonprofit institutions. He often collaborates with the state attorneys, et cetera, as people are, are building their estate plan in addition to their financial plan. And Mike brings a, a lot of experience with uh, retirement planning and corporate benefit strategies to the table. Uh, and as Lizel said, um, you know, she's obviously working uh, directly with women and strategies for building wealth, but also has significant experience with uh, younger and middle-aged adults who are, you know, growing their families and balancing, do I pay college debt and student loans and how do I save for my own kids' retire, um, uh, education and my own retirement? So those are the areas that we're sort of collaborating on, and but, but ones that we really, um, you know, independently feel, feel strongly about. So tell me how it works. Someone wants to employ your services at Weiss, Hale, and Zahansky Strategic Wealth Advisors. They call or they email or they knock on the door and, and walk in. How do you know who to assign to that person? Yeah, well, we usually, you know, it's, it's a great question. So we actually have a process for that. Um, Kate Pitts, who I mentioned earlier, she's our director of client experience. She's the first touch point. And she does an intake, either a Zoom or a call or a live meeting with this prospect and understand their needs, their goals, what they're trying to accomplish. And then she, um, you know, once she understands their goals and needs and sort of what, what, what they might be trying to do, she'll assign them to a, a lead advisor who might have the most compatibility for that experience. So if it's a business owner, it's probably gonna work with me. If it's someone trying to do a complex estate plan, Lawrence might be the lead as an example. Um, when Lord, when Lizel gets her her certified divorce financial analyst, uh, get, you know she'll probably work with um, someone looking to who might be going through a divorce, and and Mike might be helping people who uh, who need help with their open enrollment for corporate benefits next year. So those are sorts of ways that we would uh, understand who would be the lead advisor. But then behind the scenes, we collaborate as we build their financial plan and their investment strategy and share that with them, with the potential client before they actually transition to becoming a client. Lizel, I'm really intrigued by this uh, study that you're doing to become a certified divorce financial analyst because I think there's people listening right now who may be either going through a divorce or thinking about it or they've been through it, and they understand the significance of that when it comes to investments that couples have had and with a divorce, where's that money go? So can you kind of lay down the basics of what those decisions are when it comes to a couple splitting up? Exactly right, Wayne. Yeah, and I mean, there's many things to consider. Um, I mean, when it comes to investments, uh, you're looking at which ones are the most tax efficient uh, and, and how would you split those up so that it's equal amongst the couples. And then when it comes to um, separating out real assets, assets, for example, or your home, uh, who's best to stay in the home and how does that impact uh, the, the client longer term. Um, so it's really, a, it's similar to how we work with our existing clients and that you're looking at their full picture, but then understanding, um, especially how um, it'll impact that client uh, and tax implications in the near term and then for future and how best to position the client so that they're set up for success after uh, the divorce. So you're really advocating on their behalf um, and, and really helping them through that whole process. 
Let me go back to Michael Baum, the new guy in town, recently joined the firm as vice president, associate financial advisor at Weiss, Hale, and Zahansky. Michael, are you getting people calling now because of the direction the market has been heading, discussing whether or not they should reinvest or change what their investments are into something else that might not be going in the bad direction? How does that work when people ask if they should do that? And what can you tell them about perhaps reallocating their assets? Yeah, it's a good question, Wayne, and it's definitely been a popular conversation with clients lately. Um, there's there's definitely a lot of volatility, and a lot of clients are concerned about you know what what that does for their financial plan. So our process really is always to look back to the plan and see what the original strategy was, and whether or not you know changes are warranted to get them to be able to achieve their financial goals. So in some cases, there, there may be um, an opportunity to you know, change the investment allocation slightly or de-risk the portfolio. But in most cases, what we're finding is that we're trying to coach our clients to stick with the strategy and, and, and remain on track because their plan is still on track. And this period of volatility won't last forever. And we've seen it before and, and we'll, we'll certainly see it again. But um, yeah, it just all points back to the plan and, and making sure that they understand that, that we're watching the investments and we're going to make changes to our investment strategy as needed, but um, they're still in, in good shape. Lawrence Hale, how do you handle the market volatility from a historic point of view? We've got involvement in a war now. I'm talking Ukraine as uh, we, we've got the, the inflation and the gas prices, things like that. Well, we've had a market recession back in 2008, 2009. We've had wars before. Do you look in the history books? Do you look to see what happened then? And as, as Michael just said, we usually come out of those at some point in time. But how does this particular situation compare to some of those situations of the past? Yeah, I think that the saying is history doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. Um, and that we definitely do look back to history and other periods of similar uh, occurrences to get some insights into how different asset classes and different types of investments uh, operate in different environments. And, you know, I've been in this industry long enough through the dot-com boom and bust through, you know, the global financial crisis. And, you know, investors often have a relatively short memory and it's, it's human nature to, to look at what happened most recently and project that into the, the future. But as you said, Wayne, looking historically and looking at how did various assets work, you know, operate in an inflationary environment and, uh, you know, there are opportunities. How do assets operate in a rising interest rate environment? So, you know, it, it, is it different this time? There, there are differences from past uh, market experiences. However, there are a lot of similarities when you look back into the 70s and 80s of a high inflationary period, uh, 94 and, and some other periods in the mid 2000s around rising rates. Um, and, you know, you, you look at a lot of the changes that have occurred in both the economy and technology. Um, obviously, the pandemic, which we haven't talked about, is, is still here. Um, and we're, we're coping with that. So uh, it is um, uh, definitely a way to navigate, but what keeps us grounded is our investment committee bringing all of our minds and we've made some um, additional investments in, in how we're building our uh, outlook for our investment um, strategies. And I think collectively, 
uh, charting a course that's going to help clients navigate through this environment. And as Mike said, keep them on track to achieve their goals through their plan. And Jim, one thing of the many things that I've learned from talking to you and the associates at Weiss, Hale, and Zahansky over the years is that the headlines seem to be the Dow or the NASDAQ. But for those of us ordinary people on the street, the S&P is the one that we should pay attention to. So how's the S&P doing? Does that take the same trends that we've seen recently from the Dow and the NASDAQ? Yeah, so I mean, it doesn't matter which index you're looking at in 2022 right now, they're all red, um, pretty much. And, and I think what we're starting to see, though, is potentially as we, uh, you know, watch inflation as a key marker where markets go, um, it seems that the inflationary impact is having a larger impact on technology companies, which has the NASDAQ down, you know, stronger year to date versus where uh, S&P is. But S&P, to your point, is a much broader index and probably one to keep an eye on. Um, we're obviously watching them all so that we can understand opportunities that might emerge as sometimes there's, uh, you know, disparity between the between the three indices and even in the bond indices as well, of course, we're watching so that we can understand where pockets of opportunity might be arising as we get through these inflationary times. So for example, you know, we've had a big readout that Lawrence talked about yesterday of higher inflation in June. July's readout will be in August. Uh, if it moderates a bit, that's probably, uh, you know, a, a strength for the markets. And that may have technology rebound more quickly as an example. So um, these are sorts of things that we'll be watching and how we might navigate portfolios for clients help them invest well, ultimately to, as, as we've all sort of said, the most important thing is that the clients achieve their goals, whether they're retiring next year or the year after, whether they're trying to buy a second home, whether they're trying to actually just buy their first home. All of these are really, really important goals and navigating through the indices, the markets is something that our firm really prides itself in doing for delivering for clients' goals. Well, it sounds like you got the whole spectrum of financial needs covered. So uh, what's next, Lawrence? Any other big developments coming up down the road for WHZ? Uh, there very likely will be soon, but we're, we're not quite ready to share the details yet. Good information, including nice to meet Michael Baum, who recently joined the firm as Vice President, Associate Financial Advisor, Lawrence Hale, Principal Managing Partner and Chief Investment Officer, Jim Zahansky, Principal Managing Partner and Chief Goal Strategist, and Lizel Cording, Senior Vice President and Financial Advisor. Thanks for joining me all this morning. Thanks, Wayne. Great to be here. Thanks, Wayne. If you're looking for a financial advisory firm to partner with you on reaching your financial goals, get in touch with the team at Weiss, Hale, and Zahansky Strategic Financial Advisors for a consultation and see how their plan well, invest well, live well. Strategic financial planning process can help you. You can reach them by phone at 928-2341, email info at whzwealth.com, or get in touch with their website, whcwealth.com. Weiss, Hale, and Zahansky Strategic Wealth Advisors offer security and advisory services through Commonwealth Financial Network, member FINRA SIPC, a registered investment advisor. 
fixed insurance products and services offered through CES Insurance Agency. They practice at 697 Pomfret Street, Pomfret Center, 06259. And the phone number again, 928-2341. Weiss, Hale, and Zahansky Strategic Wealth Advisors do not provide legal or tax advice. The tenured financial services team strives to support clients in achieving their financial life goals. For more information regarding wealth management and customized financial planning with Weiss, Hale, and Zahansky Strategic Wealth Advisors, please visit whzwealth.com. 14 WILI Willimannic and 95.3 FM.